another great getting up morning that you have set before us. Thank you, Father God, for this special day, not just for my birthday, but a special day, Lord God, that you have allowed all of us to see. And we will rejoice and be glad in it. God, just allow me to go down to, into the storehouse of knowledge, wisdom, and understanding and bring out this message, oh, Father God, that you've given unto me quite some time ago. And now it goes on record in heaven. And Father, I just want to honor you, praise you, and thank you. Thank you for our pastor in his absence and his wife as well that's accompanying him this morning. Just be with them, give them traveling grace and mercy. Bless those that are on their way, oh, Father God, and bless the, le the rest of the day that we all can, oh, Father God, enjoy this beautiful day that you have made. In Jesus' name we pray, and all of God's people say amen. amen. And amen. Amen. We have already read Mark, the fourth chapter, and 35th through 41st verse, where our message will be coming from this morning. And I just want to say right quick that you know, I just thank God that I got a letter from the... Uh, Bartow High office and they want they're looking for mentors and so I say well God had already laid it upon my heart to do such a thing as time provides and I had contacted them and they contacted me it was a long process because of the background check and I said what's taking them so long I got a clean record. <laughs> amen. But nevertheless, amen, the word came back. And I'll be starting with that as time provides for me uh, to go out there some mornings. Uh, uh, and I think I can do it. Uh, I saved up some of my vacation time, so I got a little of a draw from. Amen. But God be the glory this morning. I must work the work of him who sent me while it is day. No man can work when night cometh. Amen. If I were used for a thought this morning, I would use how to handle a midnight situation how to handle a midnight situation. Over these last 58 years of this journey, this life's journey, I've had to learn to lean and depend on Jesus and trust in God, the Father, who has guided my footsteps unto this very day. As I stand before you today, I would like to impart something to you that I have gathered over time during these last few years of living for the Lord. As a matter of fact, over the last 34 years, there's been some storms that I've had to face. Some been, have been secret storms. Some I did not see coming. 
and there has been some visible storms, some I've seen coming, but just could not avoid. I just had to weather those storms and see what the end would be. Now, whether it has been visible or secret, I can say only God has brought me through it all. And now I can truly say that I count it all joy. Amen. When you go through a few storms in life and you see that it is only the hand of God upon your life, you can truly say and you can count it all joy. I wouldn't take any other life but the one I now live. Living the God kind of life will leave you with more positives than negatives, even though in the interim you may see a lot of negative things coming your way, but it's all for your good. During this life journey, I have encountered a few situations that seem like they would never end, but God, but God stepped in and made it all right. Amen. We did not read the first 34 verses, which I'll give you a, sh a brief snippet of what Jesus was doing and saying. And then we'll pick up with the text for the message. The first 34 verses simply talks about Jesus teaching his disciples parables. Parables such as the parable of the sower. Purpose of the parables. Parables of the sower explained. The light under the basket. Parables of growing seed. And finally, the parable of the mustard seed. Amen. Now, when Jesus talked about in the parables of the sower, he talked about various soils that you can sow into. And those parables of the sower, he also meant in that when you sow, you reap. Amen. Lately, I've been sowing where I know that I will reap. It's a universal law. And God set it in motion when he meant for us to sow good seeds. And that's another message. But when you sow a seed, small or great, it will come back not just onefold, but it's subject to come back tenfold. Yesterday I took my dad to the shoe store, got him a pair of shoes on my pre-birthday. I should have been the one looking for some shoes, but I decided to sow a seed. So I took him over there. First he was fussing, he didn't want to go. You know, he's 88, so he don't like to be stirred out of his nest. So I said, come on, let's go. We'll, we'll be right back. 
So we went and did that and come back. And what I had in mind was to take him and sow a seed in his life. Amen. So sowing and reaping is real. Sowing and reaping is just as real as you stand and look at yourself in the mirror, even though sometimes you think you're not real, but you are real because you're created in the image of God. Amen. Amen. So be careful what seeds you sow. I'm going to tell you right now, if you sow some bad ones, you're going to reap tenfold. Is bound to come back. People in the world say, reap what you sow. But little do they know the power of what they're saying. Reaping what you sow means that whether it's good or bad, it shall return without fail. Amen? So Jesus talked about many things in those first 34 verses. At your leisure, take some time to look at it and see what he's saying. By that time, Jesus was tired and weary, so he said he wanted to go to the other side. Now we start with the story for the day. On the same day when Jesus, on the same day, when evening had come, he said to them, let us go, let us cross over to the other side. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. And other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern the rear part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. But he said to them, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, Who can this be? Even the wind and the sea obey him. Now God has given all of us a reasonable amount of power. We got to know what we're packing, especially people of God. We have to know what we're packing because God didn't just give you something and say, go fight. He gave you more than just something to fight with. He gave you many weapons to fight with. And he gave you a voice to speak peace to your situation. That's one way. You can handle a midnight situation. When we speak peace to our mind, we have a peaceful mind. When we speak peace to our health, then we have a healthy body. 
When we speak peace over our families, we have a peaceful family. When we speak peace, this morning as I speak peace over your lives, as I've already spoken peace over my life, you shall have peace. Amen? So when you speak something, be sure that you speak it with power because God gave you the power to speak over your life, in your life, around your life, so that you can have what you need, amen, to take you from one day to the next. And you can have so much more that it takes that one spoken word to take you through the whole month, the whole year. You just have to know what you're packing. Amen. How many of you are packing this morning? Do you know what you have this morning? We are special people on this earth. God placed us here for a reason. Not just to work, pay bills, and die. God gave us the power to walk this face of this earth to speak what he will have us to speak, say, and do. And if you use it the right way, which I'm learning really quickly every day how to use my power. The prayer, the prayer verse or the phrase that we quote is more prayer, more power. Little prayer, little power. If we speak to our situation and say more prayer, more power, then we'll have more power. You just have to know what you're working with. So in the fourth chapter of Mark, Jesus tells Mark, he said, okay, Mark, I'm going to use most of this chapter as a teaching moment, so take notes. So he begins teaching his disciples what they would encounter in the form of parables. As he began teaching them away from the multitudes of the people, sometimes you have to pull away from the crowd. And when you pull away from the crowd, you can hear God speak. And I cherish the moments at my house when there's some quiet time because it's a busy place. There's six of us living there. It's a busy place. Amen. So I take advantage of the quiet time when everybody is gone away. Amen. When my wife is there, most of the time she's resting. She's quiet. But the rest of them, the rest of them are out and about, in and out. But yet, it's a peaceful home. So speak to your midnight situation, amen, with the power that God has given you. So you launch out into the deep, 
and go to the other side of the sea. While they were on their way, something began to happen with the weather. As soon as the weather began to get a little rough, suddenly Jesus was fast asleep in the hinder part of the ship. That is, in the back, in the dock, and in the corner of the boat. Jesus probably said to himself, I might as well catch me a nap while we go to the other side of the sea. No sooner than they had fallen asleep, the ship began to lose control because of the weather. Everybody, mainly the disciples, were shaking in their boots. More than likely, they were in sandals. However, they began to shake and quiver because they just didn't know what to do. The disciples should not have been fearful because Jesus was with them. When we know what we, when we know when we know, when we know what we know of God, there's no need for us to be fearful. I used to be afraid of lizards. And my wife used to tell me, she'd say, you a man, why are you scared of a lizard? There's always something somebody is afraid of, something somebody is fearful of. No matter who you are, no matter if you're short, no matter if you're tall, no matter what size you are, there's something that you're fearful of. So finally, and it took me a long time, I got unfearful of lizards. And I say, I'm bigging in this thing. Why am I running from it? Now with the snake, that's another story. Amen. I think that's a fear that most of us have unless we handle those type of animals every day. I'm not the one that's going to handle one. Now, the Sea of Galilee is 680 feet below sea level and is surrounded by hills. Winds blowing across the land intensify close to the sea often causes violent storms. Disciples were seasoned fishermen who had spent lives, their lives on the huge lake. But during this storm, they panicked. Now here's four points I would like to leave with you this morning. First, Jesus had told them, just as he has told us, that we are going to the other side. He indicated that they would arrive there, verse 35. He will also tell you that he is going with you because he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Second, he was with them. They would not die because he would not die before his time. Third, Jesus was sleeping peacefully and was not afraid of the storm. If Jesus is at peace, he wants you to be at peace. Fourth, he demonstrated compassion for them and the multitudes many times. 
Jesus had compassion for all mankind. He wants us to have compassion for all people that we come in contact with. Because times are changing. There's more people in the world need what we got. So we got to store up enough to share with them. Amen. It's time out for being selfish. Let us be selfless sometimes. Now Jesus had finished teaching them in parables about the facts of life. How to deal with this and how to deal with that. Meaning he taught everything he could think of. One thing he did not teach them about was the storms of life. Why? Because they were in the middle of a storm. You think Jesus was going to stop and teach in the middle of a storm? He too probably was trying to hold on to something inside the boat. But there's always a time and place that we can learn Amen, as we go through. This one they had to learn by trial and error. Trial, as it happened, they had to learn this lesson even as danger was upon them. And error, how to handle a midnight situation the next time. When you leave here this morning, you'll know what to do and how to do, what to pray and how to pray when you run into a, a midnight situation. Amen. You have heard the word, so now you'll know how to handle a midnight situation. 